Ashe, beautiful souls. It is Sacral Empress back with another episode of the Empress Empire. And today, y'all, we have a special guest. Her name is Nettie, and I will let her introduce herself. All right, so my name is Nettie Pilatus. Um, I run a little business called Nettie Novelties. It kind of has all kinds of things. I sell uh, homemade tea blends. I do divination. I read runes, tarot. Um, I do some energy healing, Reiki practice, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just an average Joe on the spiritual journey, just like everybody else. And I'm excited to be here. All right. Nice to meet you, Nettie. And I hope that those listening are tapped in and I'll definitely put her social media and everything in the description of this episode. So you guys can go follow her um, and stay updated with her stuff. Um, so we have a few topics that we're going to actually talk about today, which I'm so excited to get into. There's a lot of information that she's going to provide that I'm not even aware of. And I can't wait to learn from her um, and even ask some questions because <laughs> I am a Gemini and I will ask as many questions as possible because I need answers about everything. <laughs> um, I knew it. I knew you were a Gemini. No, literally, when I was talking to you and we were getting ready for the podcast, I was like, I think she's a Gemini because she's all about learning. She's all about the knowledge. I knew it. I'm, I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> yes, Gemini gang. What's your sign? Well, okay. So I... I am a cancer in tropic, but I go by my Vedic astrology, so uh -huh. I, I identify as a Gemini as well. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. And in my, um, because I know people are like side reel and, and using that as a different way to, you know, kind of tell what your sign is, but even in side reel, I am a Gemini, so it's like, does it matter? Oh, look at that. <laughs> so you're like, no, I, this is who I am. Right, there's no change in that. <laughs> there's no change in that. Gemini all around, and it's, it's fine because I love my sign, and it's like, you know, when I, growing up, I would like see on social media, like, Jim and I are terrible. They're the devil. And I'm like, bro, y'all <laughs> no. just want to be us. That's all. Y'all just want to be a Gemini. And it's cool. I, I enjoy it. And um, the other thing, too, you know, the Geminis represent, and we're going to just dive into the twin flames right now. <laughs> but the Gemini, um, <laughs> yes. just learning about it and, and the comedic aspect of everything, it talks about how the Gemini sign is a representation of the twin flames. And I was like, okay. Right. Interesting. So I did a deep dive into my past lives, and so much is there. <laughs> so much is there <laughs> in, in regards to the creation of, you know, everyone and i think that's a podcast episode i have to do on my own because it's so freaking much information there um yes. just in in regards to you know tefnut which is me and shu we were the first humans here you know on this planet so that's another representation of the twin flame so for me to be a gemini it's like what the hell you know it all comes full circle um so it's, it's crazy wow. and i guess i'll go ahead and ask no. you what's your take on twin flames if you want to go there mm no it is it is crazy definitely how everything is um connected and you know my take on twin flames it's uh it's it's definitely there's so much misinformation out there as we were talking about before we started the podcast and i think that it's it's becoming a little bit healthier. I think that with all of the information online and the way that we can all connect with each other, I think people are starting to see the toxicity um, that is spread when it comes to the twin flame relationship. But I think that there's just still so much misinformation out there. Um, I think that, you know, it's the twin flame relationship is still a very new thing. We've only just been learning about it in the like past you know 50 70 years yeah um so it's still it's still such a new thing and we're still learning new things about it every day but i think that 
at the end of the day, it's all about soul growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you go deeper into your spiritual journey, not just even in the twin flame journey, but just in general, you really figure out that it's not it's not about anybody else. It's really about you. And, and not in a narcissistic way, not yeah. in a, oh, the world revolves around me, the universe re- revolves around me, but just in a, I'm on my own journey. And that's what I need to focus on right now. And I think that that's what the twin flame relationship is is really about. And that's what people need to realize is it, it's it's not about you being with your twin flame. Exactly. It's, it's not about you reaching unity with your physical twin flame. It's about you reaching unity within yourself mm-hmm. and your other half, which is a part of you always within you, you know? Exactly. And I, I think people get so... It's romanticized. You know, I think the yes. idea of twin yes. flames is romanticized <laughs> because I was talking to someone and they have an actual twin. You know, they have an actual twin. And I was like, okay, well, your actual twin is your twin flame. You know, just based off of, <laughs> you know, the, the downloads that I received. I was like, you know, that's that's your actual twin. You know, that's a reflection of you, you know, but just so happened to be your actual sibling rather than another random right. person out in the world, you know? So, and I was asking them, I was like, so do y'all butt heads a lot? He's like, oh yeah, we, we do like, <laughs> they like, he's saying that they go at it. Like, you know, it was just so much there. Um, but yeah, like twin flames, we have this idea that everyone's twin flame is their lover, but that's not the case. Cause even in the lover's card in tarot, these are not two people coming together. These are two people that are separating to go on their paths. You know, they come together to understand where they are, but that you have to branch off just how I have to branch off from my mother, you know, in due time, I'm not ready to do that yet, but in, you know, we have to branch off from certain things to get to where we're supposed to go. So even just the idea of like, Oh, my twin flame is supposed to be my lover. You know, you're only smothering that person. You know, you're you're smothering them and you're smothering yourself because you're not allowing yourself to grow because you feel so mm-hmm. limited to this one person. Well, there's a whole life out there that you should be living, you know? No, exactly. Yeah, it is it is the romanti- the romanticizing of the twin flame relationship is exactly like you said, it's limiting. It's it's, mm-hmm. in, it's incredibly limiting and for us to be eternal souls with uh, you know, an infinite amount of growth you know, ahead of us. It's it's very unfortunate that so many people are limiting themselves by this connection, which is all about growth, all mm-hmm. about infinite growth and possibilities. Um, no two twin flame relationships are going to look the same. Um, no two twin flames are going to act the same. You mm-hmm. know, we're still all individual souls on individual journeys. So to say that all twin flame relationships should look one way or should be one way is is really toxic in my opinion. Um, and I see that a lot online too of like, oh, you know, people claiming like, no, that can't be your twin flame because of this, that, the other. Well, why, why is it your decision? You know, like whether that person is their twin flame or not. I also mm-hmm. don't think that that's good. And and we see that on the journey too of people thinking that somebody is their twin flame and then learning later down the lo- road, oh, that wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, and that's also part of the journey. So it's just a journey and I don't think that anybody should limit themselves and nobody should limit each other, you know, by it either. Yeah. And oh my gosh, me, 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 me. I was... <laughs> When I first learned about Twin Flames, I was like, and I think this is anybody that learns about it because it's such a powerful concept. You know, it's something that seems so, it's so amazing and everyone wants to experience it. But, you know, just going through the motions and meeting these new people, you know, people will start to assume like 
this is my twin flame. This is this is my person. This is who I'm supposed to be with. But we have to ask ourselves, you know, is this our twin flame because social media is making it seem that way? Or right, right, do we right. really have a specific connection with this person? Because we're all connected, you know, on a soul level. All of our souls are tethered in a sense because we all come from the same creator, you know? So when people start to get in their minds and overthinking and just assuming, we have to really ask ourselves, you know, is this twin flames thing really throwing people off, you know, because I think that it's, I think it's supposed to, honestly, I think it is supposed to throw people <laughs> off because that starts a whole other awakening, you know, whether you meet your twin flame or not, when you start to try to force everybody to be your twin flame, that allows you to like, be like, okay, I need to sit with myself for a second, you know, and do some reflection and, and do some reflecting, I meant to say, but doing some reflecting and I think it's so important because that's what the twin flame journey is about reflection it's not about falling in love it's about reflecting you know and those are those are painful moments so when people do say I want to meet my twin flame I'm like are you sure you want to meet yourself right now you know because that's all you're doing you're, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and not really pointing out the flaws because that's something that we do on a daily but looking at the characteristics looking at you know who that person is and how you relate to that person because in all reality we are all reflections to each other you know i think the twin flame journey is is just so it's so powerful because it's the same individual looking at itself you know it's kind of like mirror gazing you know what i'm saying you never know what you're going to see but what you're seeing is you you know what i'm saying what you're seeing is what's happening on the inside and i think that even you know our reality as a whole is just another mirror of that so i don't think that twin flames are something that we should just hype up and and just try to make this big old thing because the twin flame journey is everywhere you know the twin flame journey is when i look at myself in the mirror or when i'm talking to someone i don't even know you know so i don't think it's the the whole concept of relationships and this other person I think it's just the the perception of life and how you see things you know I think that's what the twin flame journey is really about rather than just this other person you know because we're limiting ourselves still with just another person you know you get what I mean <laughs> no no yes no absolutely it's it's once again just limiting yourself it's yeah. it's limiting yourself and and yeah like you said it's true that we're we're all really reflections of mm -hmm. each other you know i i have a difficult time with pisces okay oh, right. i i tend to have a really difficult time with pisces and i'm learning every day that it's because i have traits that i really admire mm -hmm. in pisces you know people that i really want to have that i'm lacking within myself mm. and so no you're right it's we we see it every day and everything is a metaphor right all all of right. these things that we're that we're going through in the simulation it's all just a metaphor for something bigger and mm -hmm. the twin flame relationship is just as much an illusion as anything else yeah and you know and it's just and it's just a label we put on things because we're we're in this 3d world where we kind of have to put labels and names on things to make it organized to make it more acceptable to make it easier for us to comprehend but but yeah at the end of the day it's all just energy and you're you're absolutely right we're all just we're all just looking at each other and we're all mm -hmm. just reflections of each other on, on a bigger mass scale absolutely yeah and i think you know where we are as a society people see things run with it you know and i've, I've noticed mm -hmm. that like people will look at the twin flame journey and they'll pretend that they know so much about it but you, you you can't you know talk about the path if you have not walked on it you know what i'm saying so even with people that have you know these experiences you know you're only you only know so much until you actually go through it yourself so i, I try not to like 
be that person on social media that's like, you know, don't always believe what you see. You know, I, I don't like being that person sometimes, but it's so necessary because people on social media will try to make it seem like their word is the end all be all and what I say goes and you know that's so toxic that's some toxic ass behavior and I I can't stand it because I'm someone that you know I want you to be as open as possible I never want to limit you because how do you grow how, how do you grow if you're being blocked every single step that you take you know so right I think instead of like spiritualists telling people like this is what we have like this is what you need to do Shut up and let people go through their journey on their own. You know, let people have their own journey because the things that might have worked for you are not going to work for them. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to stop acting like there's only one path that we take within spirituality because no one's taking that mm. same path in spirituality. Everyone's path is different. You know, we have different people walking with us. So it's not a matter of like, do as I say. It's do as you feel. You know what I'm saying? Do what you feel. Right. Because it, it gets no. so caught up in that like toxic mindset. Yes, of you of you have to if you don't if you don't spirituality like I spirituality, you're just not spiritual at all. Yeah. Um and and yeah, and I and I that's totally an important message to send to anybody who's listening right now is these are all our opinions, you know, this is all just based off our own personal experiences and what we have observed in our own individual paths. But at the end of the, the day, there's so much information out there. There's so many opinions out there and you just have to go with what you feel is right. And um, what, what really resonates with you at the end of the day, if you disagree with us, then we welcome that. We, we totally welcome that. We welcome you to be on your own individual path. And if you have comments to make about it, we want to hear your opinions, you know, because yeah. maybe you'll help us grow. Exactly. You know, maybe maybe you'll show us a perspective that we've never seen before. And as Gemini's, we're just all about gaining perspective. Right. Like, <laughs> we That's love all that. we want. That's all we want. We like I tell everyone that, you know, I've read and all my clients like perception is everything you know it's not mm -hmm. about right or wrong it's about how are you seeing it you know how, how are you viewing this situation because with anything in the media we all have one way of looking at it but then those that have an opposing view are always the ones that are wrong you know so it's like we right. have to stop trying to make it seem like the way we do things is always and i think it's not even a spiritual issue i think it's just an issue in our society as a whole because everything mm -hmm. that the media puts out is one-sided you know what i'm saying so it's like everything we we've ever known is one-sided and we we kind of lean towards that one specific way of thinking not realizing that there's multiple ways you know it's not just one or the other there's many many different sides of a story there's many different sides of a situation and I think it's up to us to put our minds together to look at the different possibilities and come to at least one type of conclusion. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's so hard for people to come up with a certain, you know, I guess, solution for their own problems, you know? So things go on in their life and they're like, oh, this is so bad, you know? But there's a solution to that. So I think perception is really everything, you know? It is, like, it just, just in my findings and everything I've, you know, learned and researched, like, perception, balance... Those things are like the the holy grail in this existence, you know, because we'll get so upset about, you know, a way someone talks to us or treats us. But what is that person going through? You know what I'm saying? We don't know the backstory. You know, we just know what they're doing to us and what we're experiencing from them. And I even told my therapist this, you know, um, a few days ago because, you know, we were talking about the people that have hurt me. And I was like, you know, I, I was sitting and I was thinking, you know, this person did this to me, but how did they know to hurt me in that way? You know, how did they know mm. to, to physically, you know, attack me or do these different things to me? How did, I, how did they know that? 
And I was like, someone did it to them. Someone had to have done it to them or they've seen it, witnessed it in, in some scenario. And they did it to me thinking that that's how they go about certain things. And, you know, just sitting on that, it, it really opens up another door, you know, for, for those that go through things. Because, you know, we, we look at ourselves as, as the victim in a situation. And he was like, no, you're a survivor. But, you know, <laughs> we look at ourselves mm-hmm. and we victimize ourselves. And not realizing on the other side, that person's a victim as well. Not to victimize them because we all have choices that we make. And they made a decision to hurt us, you know. But at one point in time, they were also in that position, you know. Whether they were experiencing it or just seeing it or witnessing it. Um, So that's just, it's like, there's so many different layers to everything, you know. And we sometimes just stop at at the top, you know. We never look beneath all of that. We just look at the top like, okay, surface, this is what this is taking it at face value and I'm not going deeper because I don't want to, you know, but I think once we go deeper, we'll see the truth in everything. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to look deeper because that would be a little bit difficult. Um, and, and, you know, and that's, that's definitely something that, you know, I, I want to bring this up. Narcissist Mm -hmm. is a word that gets thrown around a lot these days. I think, you know, we, we see it on social media all the time. We, you know, we see it in our, in our day-to-day lives of, oh, you know, I dated a narcissist. Oh, I, you know, my, my parents are narcissists. Narcissists make up 1% of the population. It's Mm -hmm. very unlikely that That every single person, you know, is a narcissist, you know, every single person that ever hurts you is a narcissist, not to gate or, you know, invalidate anybody's experience. I'm just saying it's, it's very unlikely statistically Mm -hmm. that all of these people are actually narcissists. And, and, um, I was watching something the other day where this lady was kind of breaking down and analyzing, like, why are all of these people in our generation accusing their parents of being narcissists? And she, she looked into it and she was like, you know, the, the past generation. So let's say like the baby boomers, right? Mm -hmm. Baby boomers, Gen X, they, they valued materialism. They valued physical support, whereas millennials and um, Gen Zs value emotional support. Mm -hmm. So there's this huge gap in perception. There's this huge gap in morals and ethics. And so when Gen Zs and millennials look at their parents, they're like, well, you abused me. You know, you you didn't give me what I needed. You didn't give me what I valued. And thus, you must have just not cared about me at all. But it's, it's really not that simple. You know, I think that everybody, most people just do the best that they can mm-hmm. with what they're given, you know, and everybody has their own experiences. And that's the thing is that, you know, a lot of a lot of these parents who supposedly, you know, d- neglected their children or were abused, you know, they were abused and neglected themselves. Mm-hmm. And and I think that we have to have empathy for the people in our lives, whether it's, you know, whether it's siblings, parents, friends, co you know, whoever it is, but we, we have to have empathy for these people because like you said, at one point this happened to them as well. And, um, and if you want the cycle to break, then you can't hold grudges against these mm-hmm. people. You know, you, you can't hold grudges. You can't hold negativity in your heart. If, if you want the world to become better, if you want to raise the vibration around you as well as inside of you, you can't, you can't hold this negative energy. You, like you said, you have to look a little bit deeper than that, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And even to go back to what you said about, you know, everyone just looking at everybody as a narcissist. It's like, 
<laughs> reflection. You know, look at yourself. Are you the narcissist? Yes. You know what I'm saying? If everyone around you is a narcissist, what does that make you? You know, what does, right. what does that make you? Because we pick up on other people's energy. And sometimes that energy that we pick up on becomes who we are. It just kind of takes over. Right. I don't know if you've ever seen Venom. But I think that that's like a representation of, you know, energy, whether it's a dark force or a light force. It can consume mm-hmm. you if you allow it to. You know what I'm saying? And I think when we right. do get around these said narcissists, you know, that's what we will kind of become. And I think a lot of people, you know... They don't want to analyze. They don't want to use their brains for things that they should be using their (laughs) brains for. Um, Right. But they throw labels on things. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody is a narcissist. And I don't think, you know, honestly, I think that that's a word that we do throw around so loosely, you know, without even analyzing Mm -hmm. it. Because what is a narcissist? You know, a narcissist seems to be a person that's selfish, only cares about themselves, you know. And then it just gets into different things that, you know, we diagnose people for, whether it's, you know, being a sociopath or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like with those things, these people need that extra love and care because maybe they were missing out mm-hmm. on it. You know, maybe they didn't get that. So how can a narcissist understand love if they've never experienced it, you know? So it's just, I think it's a, it's the healer in me that's always like, you know, we need to give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. You know, we, we need to extend more love and I think that's where um and I saw and read something that talked about how we have a choice and in every choice it's either love or it's pain you know and and we Mm. pick that every single day when I wake up I can choose to have a shitty day or I can be like hey you know spirit I want to have a great day um and I do that every morning in the shower this morning I woke up at six I was like today is going to be an amazing day I'm gonna do so much fun stuff and that's what I'm doing right now you know what I'm saying I'm doing what I love so we're in control of our reality and even in being in control we can choose that that gray life or we can choose you know the life that's full of color and full of you know so many amazing things and same thing with narcissism you know what I'm saying People have a choice. I could I could hurt this narcissist the way that they hurt me, or I could just extend love to them. You know, and I think when we start extending love to people, we will begin to I think this world would just be a better place, you know, if we just started extending yeah. love to the people that are the wrongdoers, you know, except for people that do really really sick shit. I don't I don't give them a pass because like you know and even then you know and and just with um like the child sex trafficking and stuff and you know the stuff that's going on in Hollywood and and with all these you know pedophiles out here in in the government and shit you know with them it's like they were hurt but they had a choice uh-huh. you know what I'm saying they had a choice to be good and be good doers but they decided to fall in that same trap and that just goes back into generational curses too because that's a curse placed on them you know and they decided to do wrong and and they think that they're getting away with it but god's like no your time's coming you know your time is coming i'm gonna let you think that you're in control you know because that's all they ever want that's all anybody in this life wants is control you know we want to be in control we want to dictate our own lives we want to dictate other people you know and that just goes back to this said government that's over us you know what i'm saying they want to preach control to us so that when we try to control everything that that's what leads us to disappointment is trying to control every single thing in our lives you know what i'm saying Mm. not everything around us is up to us the only thing we need to be controlling is ourselves the actions that we make the things that we say the things that we do the people that we associate ourselves with that's what we have control over and even then we get so hard on ourselves and it's just like uh you know so 
Um, you did right. want to talk about inner child healing. So I think that this is a great way to just kind of jump into that um, because that is so important. And I was talking about this yesterday. Oh, I think two days ago on a, a FaceTime call with my with my group. And I was just talking about how inner child healing is painful. You know, it's so painful mm. because we look around every day and we don't understand what's causing this frustration within us, you know, and uh, it just goes back to our parents. Like our parents are not everyone's parents, but our parents are hurt and pained and, and damaged. And, and that's how they feel on the inside, you know, but they never showcase that. They never say anything, you know, because they want to feel like they are, you know, above and they're, they're doing so well. Um, and I was just talking about my mom. I was like, my mom is, you know, she's gone through a lot and I don't think my mom's ever got the healing that she needed to get. So mm. when bringing a child into the world, how do you expect to love and nurture that child? You know, how do you expect yourself to do these things to another vessel when you have never done it to yourself? You know? Right. So what's your no, take? Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I actually, um, I feel like my viewpoint on inner child healing and kind of parenthood, you know, and what, um, what our parents go through has kind of shifted this past year because I, I gave birth, um, back in September. And, um, and so I'm, I'm a parent now, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I did not become a parent when I planned to, or when I expected to, um, I wanted to be a lot more healed and a lot more grown, um, spiritually before I, you know, ushered in another soul into this life. And before I was responsible for that soul. Um, but that's not, that's not what happened. And so, you know, I'm, I'm looking at myself and I make mistakes every single day mm-hmm. as a parent, you know, and, and she's still only just a baby. Aww. So, so who knows what, what problems I'm going to give her. I mean, seriously, <laughs> looking at it from yeah. a realistic standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, she, she might come to me in 20 years and be like, you did this and that and this, and it's traumatized me. And I'm probably going to be like, Oh, shit. Like, I'm sorry. I don't even I know. I'm doing the best that I could, <laughs> but, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so I definitely have that perspective on it. And, um, and you know, yeah, every, everybody, like you said, just wants to have control, um, mm-hmm. over their situation and control in my opinion is really safety. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, it's, it's security. It's, it's, it's feeling like you're safe when you're, when you're in control of the situation, you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And what does an inner child want? They just want to feel safe. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of these people see who have control issues, who, you know, want to control the situation at all times, who might even try to control other people. I think that they have very wounded inner childs, mm-hmm. you know, just, just yeah. locked away within them. And, and like you said, yeah, it's it's why inner child healing is so important, because when we when we are when we are healed as a child and we when we are taught that you know we have infinite potential and that we are infinitely loved we can do so many great things in this world Mm -hmm. you know the difference between a child that is loved and a child is neglected is is very great in my opinion um and and not to say not to say that anybody who's neglected as a child is just like doomed you know like you're you're still gonna you still have so much potential you still have so many things that you can do in life but you're going to be so limited if that inner child is never addressed, mm-hmm. in my opinion, if, if that inner child is is never healed. And so, yeah, I, I think that it's a very important aspect of anybody's spiritual journey, of anybody's healing. Um, back when I was in therapy, I don't know if you've ever done this. I don't know what it's called. 
honestly, but, but my therapist had this one technique and you essentially like it was a deep meditation mm-hmm. and you went back in time to a point in your childhood um, where you were traumatized, you know, a point in your childhood where you were neglected or hurt or, or what have you. And older you, big you, you know, in this deep meditation went to your child self and you essentially just told your child self, you know, it's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be okay. You're safe, actually. I'm here for you. I'm here to protect you. Essentially have you now be what you needed back then. Right. And and it's an incredibly healing experience. And I recommend it for, for anyone. I'm sure there's like deep meditations for it online or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. We could maybe look for that. But but it was it was just a healing process and i think that a lot of people don't want to look at like the fact that you really do have to heal yourself you know you can't rely on your parents to take accountability for what they did right. um you can't rely on your parents to understand what they did you have to you have to heal yourself and you have to understand that it's it's your job now even though it's unfortunate if you want to grow and if you want to do better in life, then you have to move on from that pain and move on from that hurt and from that hurt and just live a better life for yourself now as an adult. Right. That is so important. I think even yeah. with what you were saying, because I've, I've had people like clients, my, my aunt, you know, I've, I've read people and when inner child stuff comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, it's time for this meditation, you know, because we have to remother ourselves. And I was saying this in the yes. call that I did. We have to be our own parent as much as, like you said, as much right. as we don't want to, you know, who, who else is going to do it? You know what I'm saying? Who else is going to do it? And, and sometimes we expect another person to be that vessel for us. We expect another person to be like, oh, I'm going to come in and love you and heal all your problems. But it doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? When we're unhealed and we just jump into something, we're only allowing ourselves to seek, you know, ourselves and another person and we're always led astray we're always disappointed because we're not ready for you know that that self-reflection we're not ready for that oh you're being codependent you know um and that's something that I struggled with because like you said with with wanting to control everything that's that's a safety mechanism that's like a coping mechanism or a trauma response you know we want to be in control so that way you know we can control the situation so okay I won't be hurt in this situation because I know how it's going to play out you know but sometimes pain is an is an open door for our healing you know and mm-hmm. it sucks <laughs> it sucks pain <laughs> is such a pain is a bitch you know what i'm saying pain is really a bitch but she's giving us an opportunity to do something that someone else couldn't do for us you know right so right. no it's character development yeah it's definitely character development in, definitely. in the story of you right <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is um yeah. and, I, and i think you know shadow work is so important but like i tell people do your inner child healing first um mm-hmm. because you don't want to just jump into shadow work is like oh that's pain's sister or cousin or something you know like they're they're related in a sense because shadow work is is looking into the parts that you don't want to look at but inner child healing mm-hmm. is understanding where those parts come from you know and i think in before we try to jump into shadow work we should understand who our shadow is and our shadow is that wounded child within us you know what i'm saying and if we can't you know understand that then we're just doing prompts for the hell of it you know what i'm saying and i think that when people you know do get introduced to shadow work it's just a matter of you know are you doing this because social media is telling you to or are you doing it because you actually want to heal from it you know what i'm saying because shadow mm-hmm. work is 
something that's being thrown around too, you know, within our community. It, it's just, you know, oh, do your shadow work, do your shadow work, do your shadow work. But what is shadow work? You know, what is that? Are people going to start telling mm-hmm. others what it is? Or are we just going to sit around and just, you know, expect others to get it? Because this is still like another topic that is used, you know, loosely and it's not being explained in the right ways. You know, people are just like, oh, shadow work is just, you know, looking at your shadow and healing from it, you know, but it's also <laughs> so much more than that, you know, and it's so much, it's always deeper than, than what we see on social media for sure. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. And there's, it's, it's interesting to me. There's still a lot of education that really needs to be done in the spiritual community for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, I, I'm actually just shocked constantly because I guess I, the majority of my spiritual journey, I really like figured out on my own. I think that the only time I ever had like a mentor was when I learned Reiki, and that's just mm-hmm. because that's that's kind of how it's done. You have to go to an apprenticeship in order to get certified. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, I'm shocked by again how many people don't really know about the shadow work or don't know the the specifics of it and all of that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I think that education is, is really important. Yeah. We need people that are willing to, to teach others and not just act like, yeah, it's just surface level thing. Right. And that it is, it is going to be painful. Like shadow work is painful. Get ready, mm-hmm. you know, get, get ready for it. This is not just, you know, tarot card and crystals. Like it's, it's deep shit. And yeah. if you're, if you're going to be on this path and get ready to see some shit that you don't want to see, exactly. get ready to, to feel some things that you haven't felt in a long time or never wanted to feel. Um, and I just, just be prepared. Just be ready. It gets real. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, and I know you mentioned psychedelics. Do you think that that could help people, um, you know, mm-hmm. with looking deep into uh, themselves? Cause I've never tried it. Oh, Oh yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, I mean like, you know, it's, it's obviously still a regulated thing. It's, it's still, um, it's still something that's very limited to the general population, which I think is very unfortunate. Um, but they, there have been studies that show um, things like MDMA, um, which is also known as X or ecstasy, um, and things like shrooms. Um, magic mushrooms are proven to help people with PTSD, to help people with, you know, childhood trauma. It's used very often for, um, you know, war veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, and it really does help people with trauma. And I think that, um, main thing is, is that it really, it opens you up in a way that you are willing to work through those things and work through those traumas. Um, you know, just, just in a more spiritual uh, way of saying things, it, it opens your third eye. You know, it opens your pineal gland. Um, mm-hmm. It shows you a different perspective on things. And yeah, no, I, I think that it's, it, I highly recommend psychedelics personally um, for anybody. And, and for the record, I think that a lot of people are really scared to try psychedelics, you know, mm-hmm. Um but that's just kind of, in my opinion, part of wanting to be in control. Um, I notice a lot that when people are scared of taking psychedelics because they're scared to be out of control. They're mm. scared of not knowing what's going to happen, you know? And so I think that that just proves even more that maybe it's something that they should try um, and and maybe an opportunity for them to really step outside of their comfort zone, if right. that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely does. Um, and something I've noticed too, now I've, like I said, I've never tried it or anything, but 
I noticed that when people mm-hmm. talk about psychedelics, they make it seem like it's such a scary, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with that, you know, I think it's just a just like, OK, so I'm just going to speak on mirror gazing real quick because because I've done it and I've yeah. done it many portions of my life. I've done it when I first started my journey or when I first mm-hmm. got deep into my journey. And I saw myself as an older lady. I was like, damn, my soul is old. You know, is that what that represents? <laughs> and then just recently, um, you know, I had go had to go to a mental hospital or whatever. And, right. you know, being there, you know, I was like, bro, I, I don't, you know, not to discredit, not to dis- like make others that were there feel bad, but I wasn't supposed to be there, you know, but I was there right. to do my reflection, to, to do my, you know, deep healing because my ancestors was like, get some rest, get some rest, get some rest. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So in not doing what I was being told to do, that was just kind of like, well, we're going to sit your ass down. But in order to do that, we got to get you somewhere that you don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? So you can do that reflection and you can do that work because I was to myself the entire time. And, you know, in even being there, it really cleared my mind. It made me feel so much better. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking like, I can mirror gaze, you know, because I can face myself now mm-hmm. because I had all that time to face myself. So I looked in the mirror the other day and I was sad, you know, I, I was sad and I was like, I'm sad on the inside. And I was telling my therapist this and he was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, let yourself feel those emotions. And I was just thinking like, People will say mirror gazing is such a bad thing, but I think it's just a way to see what's going on, what's happening within your soul, because our soul is experiencing too. You know, it's not just this vessel that's experiencing, it's our soul that's experiencing. And I think, you know, just reflection and even psychedelics is is just a way of you seeing what your soul is feeling, if that makes sense, you know? Yes, no, absolutely. And and yeah, like there's so much misinformation out there. Um, and and I do think that a good way for people to kind of compare it is to look at how much misinformation there's been about cannabis mm-hmm. through through the years, you know, and through generations. I mean, just getting back to our parents, you know, a lot of our parents are very discouraged from cannabis and it's because they were brainwashed yeah. into thinking that it was this terrible drug, you know, and, and we know now that it's actually a medicine mm-hmm. um, and it's not for everyone and that's completely fine. But for some people, it, it helps them tremendously in their lives. You know, it helps people with PTSD. It helps people with chronic pain. It, you know, helps people with their depression anxiety eating disorders all these things and psychedelics are the exact same Mm -hmm. um you know it it helps people in a lot of different ways and um i think that one thing um that really discourages people from psychedelics is the the bad trip Mm -hmm. concept you know you you hear people talking about bad trips all the time and uh, you know all of these all of these different things and how awful an an experience it was and how they're never going to do psychedelics again blah 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 um, what a lot of people don't know, because you don't really know unless you get like into the psychedelic community, um, there's kind of two different people. There are people who believe in bad trips and there's people who believe that there are no bad trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and I'm one of the people that believe that there are no bad trips because I think that bad trips are just an experience to grow. I think that they can be incredibly scary i'm not trying to negate from the fact that they can be incredibly scary but i think that they can be huge growing experiences if you allow them to be and one of the reasons a lot of people have bad trips is because they're resisting the trip 
Mm. Um, you know, they're resisting what's happening to them. They're resisting what they're feeling, what they're seeing, what they're experiencing. And so, um, my advice to anybody with psychedelics would be go with the flow, Mm -hmm. you know, just like anything else in life, go with the freaking flow, you know, let yourself feel these things that you're feeling, let yourself see these things that you're seeing, because it's all just, growing experience and if you feel yourself starting to have a bad trip that's okay you know it's it's okay it's not it's not a bad thing it's really not I wish we wouldn't call it a bad trip because I think that it's an incorrect title yeah um you could call it an extreme trip you could call it a deep one you could call it you know a crazy one but I, I don't think that it's bad and so I definitely hope that title or that label wouldn't discourage people from from allowing it to heal them yeah and even with this just goes back to labels <laughs> and I was talking about this yesterday because <laughs> right? we were watching the, the Matrix me and my group were watching the Matrix and you know uh, someone had asked you know our Neo in Trinity representation of the twin flame and then getting deeper into mm. race and stuff and we were just talking about how you know these labels really keep us from things you know the, just that label of like oh this is bad you know like if a, if a package has fragile on it people are like okay I know not to break this you know what I'm saying so right, th- these right. labels can save us but they can mm. also hurt us um because with me <laughs> that scream was so cute <laughs> yeah sorry no so it's okay just cry all the time sometimes sometimes there's cute little sounds <laughs> she wants to say something she's like come on let's let, let me talk girl she's a virgo so oh, we've got a lot man. of mercury energy up in this podcast right now <laughs> oh man she's like let me say my piece so <laughs> exactly. i'm looking online right now now i don't i have nowhere to get you know shrooms psychedelics anything and mm-hmm. I was like, I want to try them. I want to try them. And I think I'm ready because I think um, something that I had, I had to like just do in my research, people were like, you know, if you're not in a great space mentally, don't take them. You know, don't take, you know, um, shrooms or anything for that matter. And I was like, I think I'm ready. And I, th- I really do. And I don't know if I should, you know, buy them online or what. <laughs> but I do want to right. try them out for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I, you know, and, and obviously because it is a very regulated thing, it's obviously, it's very hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and I, and I would just recommend that everybody kind of looks into their state laws individually, wherever you live. Um, you know, because some places have decriminalized it and other places have not. Um, I know that like, I think Colorado and Oregon, maybe Washington has, has decriminalized it. Um, but you know, I'm actually I'm actually planning to start selling like tea blends um, with shrooms in them on my website. I'm, I'm planning to um, you know sell like shroom smoothies. That's one of my favorite things to make. I love oh, wow. to make shroom smoothies because it um, the the acidic effects of the fruit actually enhance the trip. Um, so it's it's really fun. But I. I would recommend just kind of looking around, you know, one thing uh, I would recommend to people is don't be scared to ask around because I think that it's such a taboo thing that people kind of just keep it to themselves, you know, and they don't, they don't really ask their friends like, Hey, have you ever tried this thing? Have you like, do you know where to get any? And I I would just recommend, no, like look around, you Mm -hmm. know, worst that can happen really is that somebody's going to say no. Right. Right. You know, that's, that's kind of the worst thing that's going to happen. So definitely. Yeah. Just look, around talk to people you know that that have participated in psychedelics and they can probably help you um i know that i have people personally 
um, in Denver that I get my supply from. Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, I, I would say just just look around, and I will be definitely bringing some uh, shroom-related products to my website soon, so people can look out for that as well. Oh yes, I can. Please, 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 please let me know. I would definitely like showcase that <laughs> on social media because like I really want to try. Um, and I was looking online. I'm like, let me get some. And it was like, oh, the minimum has to be a hundred dollars. I'm like, shit. You know, I I want to try. <laughs> I do. And I think you know, in due time, I will get that. I, I will get to have that experience because I think that's another awakening that people have. You know, and I think that it's so. It seems so liberating and free. Like I know Janae Aiko. She has a song called Psilocybin, which is I know is um you know a, a type mm -hmm. of mushroom. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to try it. You know, I. Yes. You know, want to trip one time, even if it's one time, and I think this will kind of be like a, a monthly thing for me, just based off of how I'm seeing it play out. Like, I feel like this will be like, oh, once a month, I'm going to, you know, take this room. I'll be good, you know? Mm -hmm. um, now, do you know if people, like, abuse it? Like, do people abuse this, or do they just take it and they're fine? Well, you know, yeah, both. I mean, it's like, you know, it, kind of like how we're starting to accept that, yes, some people can abuse cannabis, you know? Right. it It's it's something that still can be abused. It, it all medicine can be used, right? Every everything moderation, kind of, you know, like alcohol is really not that bad of a thing. But if you're an alcoholic, you probably shouldn't have any. Yeah. Um, you know, like so, so that kind of thing. So no, it's definitely something that can be abused. I mean, like I don't recommend taking it every single day. Right. And there's definite points of my life where I was taking it every single day. Um, and and I don't think that that was I. You know, it's it's kind of that kind of thing where you're like, well, it's part of the journey, yeah. um, and and so I accept that that was part of my journey to be using it to that extent. But at the same time, I don't necessarily recommend that other people do. Um, so yeah, people people can definitely abuse it. I think that it's really good to be able to differentiate between what is the psychedelic and what is the reality that you're living in. I think that some people can kind of lose themselves in medicine. I think that some people can kind of lose themselves in the drugs. So I think just really being mindful of mm -hmm. where you're at and how much you're using is just an, an important aspect of the journey in psychedelics as well. Right. Yeah. Like you said, people abuse cannabis all the time. It's mm -hmm. such a constant thing because with me, like people look at me and they'll be like, oh my God, you're such a light smoker. And I'm like, what's wrong with being a light smoker? Like I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather take a few puffs and be fine rather yeah. than having to smoke 30 blunts to feel a high. You know what I'm saying? I don't think... <laughs> No, I no, and, and and it's and it's definitely kind of a toxic culture when it comes to the stoner culture, where which not all stoners are like this, right? But there's definitely that that point where you're in like the smoke circle, and it's like, oh, you're not gonna take another one, you fucking pussy. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, and it's like, no, like we don't need to call people pussies because they don't want to like not be able to get up off the couch. You know, yeah. like we don't we don't need to do that. And and so yeah, I think that just just having it in moderation, having anything in moderation, um, is good is is good and i think that's also a conversation we need to be more willing to have um just in general not even just in the spiritual community but like in life i think that that's a conversation people need to be more open um to having like are you abusing cannabis um i don't think that it's something because cannabis is still very new right it's it's yeah. still generally new i mean only just not even it's not even federally legal yet so it's still incredibly new to the scene um 
and how we should use it and what is considered abusing it or using it in a healthy way is something that we're trying to figure out. Um, but, you know, uh, dispensaries have a cap on how much we, you can buy a day or, you know, yeah. and so that, that kind of tells you that, yeah, there is, there is a limit. You know, there's, there's mm -hmm. definitely a limit to how much maybe you should be smoking. Um, yeah. So, so just like, just like with psychedelics. Yeah. There's definitely, I think a limit to everything. Everybody's mm -hmm. limit is also different. Right. So, you know, every, everybody is different, you know? And, and so you, you just have to be mindful of yourself, I think. And that's, that's part of figuring yourself out as well. Right. <laughs> so important <clears throat> and i think it's knowing knowing how much you can take or just knowing your own mm -hmm. limits because like with weed you know there's people around me all the time that are like smokers 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 like mm -hmm. they will smoke twenty thousand blunts in one day and i'm like how do you do that you know and i'm like what well, do y'all have any limits like people don't limit like i feel like limiting yourself is such a bad thing but there's certain things that you do want to limit you know what i'm saying there's so many things you have to be mindful of and be like okay I need to slow down, you know, like some people have right. to be real with themselves because I've, I've seen a lot of people have to go to like rehab or, you know, get in the hot, go to the hospital. And it's not for those reasons of like marijuana per se. It's mm -hmm. the whole, like, you don't know how to slow down. You don't know how to relax, you know? So I think that's right. such a big thing, um, too, is just knowing what you can take and, and not allowing mm -hmm. yourself to go past that limit because that's like the danger zone, you know, and, and yes. there's nothing wrong with being out in the open, being free and whatever it is that you're doing. But when you're doing it to a point where it's hurting you, that's when you have to start questioning, you know, what it is that you're doing. Um, and just like with anything, you know, not even weed or drugs or anything for that matter, just our whole everyday life existence, all of that, we have to be mindful of, you know, what we can take. Um, because that's, that's important. <laughs> that's so right, important. Exactly. Well, and, and, you know, and when I was taking psychedelics every day, I mean, I was going to college. I had a full-time job. I was paying for an apartment. I was paying for a car. I was in a stable relationship, you know? And so it's like, it really, it wasn't destroying my life by mm -hmm. any means. Um, and I've noticed that I personally can handle, more in the psychedelic realm than most people. And then there's people that can handle like way more cannabis than I can, right. you know, I'm like you, yeah. I'm like, I'm like two puffs and I'm good. Um, and, and so, yeah. And so I think that everybody's different. And so I would just, yeah, just, just tell people to be mindful and understand what your limit is. And if, if you know the people around you are saying like, Hey, I think they might have a problem. Like don't get defensive don't you know just like take it and really listen really listen and and sit with yourself and think okay maybe maybe i need to slow down my boyfriend i i asked him one day i was like hey you know why do you why do you smoke so much weed like can, can you tell me why and he didn't have an answer mm. you know there there was there was no answer and i think that that question still haunts him to this day you know he'll bring it up even still to this day of like i really didn't have an answer for that question like I didn't know why I was smoking so much yeah and so at that point it was definitely like a problem you know because if you don't know why you're doing something then that that that's kind of an issue um because yeah. you because it's about mindfulness there should be intention to the things that you're doing um especially in the realms 
of, of drug usage um, when it's for healing purposes and when it's for medicinal purposes. So yeah. that's, that's just my advice personally to anybody is just be mindful. Mm-hmm. And understand what you're doing. Because, yeah. <laughs> exactly. you know, there could be somebody that's like, oh, I want to do shrooms, has no idea what they're getting into, has no idea what it, <laughs> you know, can lead to, but they just want to yes. jump in. So I think education, educating yourself on stuff like this, whether it's cannabis, whether it's, you know, shrooms, LSD, like anything like that, you want to educate yourself because you don't want to just, oh, I'm going to try it. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, what am I feeling? You know, and you start freaking out, you know? Uh, so sometimes we have to know what to expect. I little gray aliens talking to me right now. Um, yeah, no, 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 definitely. Like, why are the walls moving? Kind of yeah. weird. So those things happen um, on a trip. What? Like when when you're tripping, like things start to look different. Like does it get like? Yes. Wow. Yeah, and and so and so once again, and we're we're talking a lot about individuality, you know, right now. But that's that's just kind of true. You know, you can get a general sense of like what a trip is going to be. But you know, even my friends that come to me and they're like, "Hey, I want to try it," you know, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take you on a trip." I I always tell them, you know, like trip is not going to be your trip Mm -hmm. like that's that's just the thing because we all have our individual brain chemistry for one which that's what psychedelics are working with in our brain chemistry it's all science um and so you know we all have an individual brain chemical balance that it's going to be working with we all have an individual past present and future an individual goal all of that but in general yeah you you see um things moving a little bit like there's there's like ripples um the walls start to kind of melt there's there's a lot of texture in a trip is is what i would explain it as you just you just really can see texture in Mm. everything in you know in the grass the grass is greener the grass is like denser um it's like a high saturation (laughs) almost it's how i would describe it like when you turn like saturation up on like a filter or something yeah um it's it's kind of like that i remember the first trip that i had um i was in the mountains and i could swear that i could see every single tree, like in the distance like i just i just felt like i could see every single tree individually you know like when you're looking at a mountain and it's full of trees and it kind of just like looked like a blob Mm -hmm. of a bunch of trees i could pick out every single tree individually um and and so that's kind of that's kind of how it is you can like music is better you can hear a lot better Mm. your senses are really just very heightened during a trip yeah all of your senses including your eye right Mm. because that that is that is a sense that we have our intuition is is a sense so yeah everything is just kind of heightened during a trip so uh, let me ask you this so after the trip do these things wear off or is it like okay this is a part of me now (laughs) or is it just like (laughs) it wears off well i mean well i mean you know the lessons that you gain are going to be with you forever Mm, the growth you know the growth you gain from your trip that's gonna that's permanent that's gonna be with you forever but i mean no you're not gonna you know it does wear off eventually the the the, (laughs) yeah the hallucinogenic effects of it definitely do wear off you know music isn't gonna sound like the best thing ever forever um (laughs) you know like the walls aren't gonna be melting forever you know like the carpet isn't gonna feel weird forever you know like no it it definitely does wear off and lsd um can last anywhere and once again everybody's body is different so some people work through the drug incredibly fast and other people trips last longer 
Um, so LSD can last anywhere between like eight to 14 hours ish. Um, for me, it typically lasts about 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, with shrooms, they typically last anywhere between like eight and 12 hours. Um, MDMA usually lasts between like 12 and 16 hours. Um, so, so yeah. And obviously it depends on like the dose that you take. Mm -hmm. If you're taking a dose and then four hours later, you're taking another one, obviously your trip will be, um, longer, but that's just the general, the general thing. But yeah, the, the lessons that you learn are there with you forever, but the hallucinogenic effects don't last forever. Um, I, I will tell you though, um, and this is kind of getting back to really being, being moderate in your usage and having moderation as, as a key point, um, there's there's a thing called um like acid flashbacks mm -hmm. um and i i get those sometimes um or you'll kind of just be doing your thing and it's really quick. it's it's just for like five seconds but all of a sudden like you'll kind of get an acid flashback where you'll you'll feel those effects again but it's incredibly quick it, when i say it lasts five seconds it literally lasts like five seconds mm -hmm. um but that is only like extreme extreme usage yeah. that's only an extreme usage where like yeah you've been using it every day for like you know months so, so no typically no, you you won't feel those effects afterwards no and i was even thinking um i was like so if i was to do my readings <laughs> on mm -hmm. on a trip like oh my gosh just imagine how strong yes. the messages could be mm, yeah no no absolutely um yeah because right your your pineal gland is open your third eye is open you're seeing a different perspective than you usually do um you're more more connected typically with ether when you're when you're on a trip so yeah readings can be very intense um i say honestly getting readings though is oh, way more intense than giving oh, them yes. when you're on a trip like receiving a message is like crazy oh, when, you're, when you're tripping it's insane but but yeah no anything anything spiritual when you're on a trip is crazy painting i love to paint oh, um when I i'm tripping anything like artistic anything anything artistic or spiritual music is amazing yeah it's 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 all incredible i'm here for it all i'm here for it all and i was thinking too like am i gonna see my spirit guy it's like um, right right <laughs> and no and, and and that's something as well is that like some people um some people their trips are more visual and some people their trips are more internal you know some people it's just more of like a mental spiritual thing other people it's more of like a physical like whoa the walls are melting you know kind of thing um I definitely find that I don't get as many hallucinations as some people do and then I get a lot more like spiritual enlightenment than other people do. Um, yeah. So it's completely possible to see spirit guides when you're, when you're, you know, tripping, it's, it's incredibly possible to see spirits, you know, yeah. aliens, all, all kinds of, you know, supernatural things, but, but it's not a guaranteed thing okay. either. Yeah. So interesting. Cause I'm, I'm sitting over here, like I'm getting some shrooms and I'm going to try them. And I'm like, I asked my group, I was like, anybody want to like try psychedelics with me? Like anybody want to trip with me? <laughs> so yes. I think that's what we'll do. We'll have like a group call. Like I'll, I'll ship it out to everybody and then we'll just sit and take it and just see what happens, you know? 
Oh, that's going to be such be an exciting fun. experience for us, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that that would be incredibly fun. And yeah, and, and it, it's it's great. It's great to do it with people. Um, and it's also great to do by yourself, you know, like mm-hmm. um, some people don't like to trip alone and that's completely fine. I'm more of a solo tripper. I don't yeah. really like to trip with other people because I, I think that it kind of like f's with my own trip yeah um but but yeah it's incredibly fun to do with friends it really is um and and also like even if it's long distance yeah it, it'll be great because I know like when I'm tripping I'll be texting my friends you know yeah. like I'm, I'm texting my friends telling them like yeah dude I'm on shrooms I'm having a good time they're like yeah I get it you know so yeah. so yeah it'll be it'll be incredibly fun I totally recommend that for you guys for sure. Yeah, more luck with that. And and while we're on the topic and, and subject of like all of this craziness, I do want to talk yeah. about reincarnation for sure. Um, and just your take yeah. on it. Because this is one of my favorite topics. Like I do past life readings and uh, it's such a great time because, you know, you never really know what we're here for. But once you understand what you did previously, it gives you such a great perspe- perspective on what you can do in this lifetime or what you can do differently in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I and um and yeah, and reincarnation is really just everywhere we look. You know, there's there's little kind of Easter egg, the reincarnation everywhere we look. Mm-hmm. Um and some people can remember their past lives more than others. Um, I can hardly remember my past lives at all. When I remember a past life, it it means that I am at an extremely um relevant tipping point in my journey. Um and then for some people, you know, it's just like an everyday kind of thing. Um, and so, so it's different for everyone, but you know, I've, I've figured out that like I'm of goth consciousness. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, I've been so many things. And one thing that I've also learned is that multiple souls could have this same past life, yeah. and, you know, and that's, and I think that's something that definitely blows a lot of people's minds is that multiple souls can be in one body. Multiple souls can be experiencing a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, and there's so many experiences that we have, and there's so many different lifetimes that we have. Um, you know, our, our spirits, our souls don't always come to earth for a lifetime. Sometimes you're somebody's spirit guide, you right. know, sometimes, sometimes you're a spirit guide. Sometimes you're leading somebody. Sometimes you're not on earth. Sometimes you're on another planet. You know, a lot of star seeds have been awakening recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I agree with you that it's, it's a huge learning experience um and i think it's really good yeah for anybody to look into their past lives just to learn more about themselves Mm -hmm. and i've been just when you were saying like how multiple i'm gonna bring up this it's like a short story it's nothing long but i did a reading on a girl um and i had a group chat we were just doing past life like little mini past life readings but what initiated it was i saw this girl and she was telling me about a dream she had and like she was seeing ancestors and stuff like they were trying to get someone to talk to her and I was like, was it my ancestors? Because I just had an urge to ask. <clears throat> and someone else was like, yes. Because, you know, when you're in, in a group full of intuitive psychics and, you know, all these people, you're going to get answers fast. So right, right, right. I looked at her later that day and I was like, um, do you have a connection to the Black Dahlia? And she was like, um, not really heard about it, but, you know, what's up? So I was like, mm. I don't know. You just gave me, you know, that, that energy, that vibe. Because she had a picture where she had, like, red lipstick on. She looked really good in her picture. And I was like, mm-hmm. 
did do you have like a past life with her? Like I was like, we're gonna have to look into this. So I did a reading and everything that I read just kind of led back to the Black Dahlia. So I was like, wow. So she did a past life regression, you know, the um YouTube video that they have. Um <clears throat> excuse me lord um uh, <laughs> but she was like lord, i know right like what is all this congestion in my throat i need to drink some more water um but she was basically like saying that she saw everything happen the way that it like her death and everything she saw it in her past life so i go to twitter and i'm like i'm just doing this because i'm excited i'm like what the fuck i just read the black dog right. like you know and that's another thing too we never really appreciate like not appreciate but when it comes to like our findings and stuff, we're so like, eh, I don't know about it, you know? And I was like, I want to mm. express this because that was amazing for me, you know? And then just going on to read other people, I was like, wow, like I have read some pretty interesting people, you know, people that are well known, people that are not so well known, but still have amazing stories, you know? Mm. So I'll put it on Twitter and months later, I don't even think it was months later, but sometime after that, this girl sends me a screenshot and she's like, there's no way she could be the Black Dahlia. I'm the Black Dahlia. Duh, 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 duh. Uh, You're a fake reader. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is really going on? It's, it's crazy because at that time it was a Mercury retrograde. And I was like, I should have known some shit was about to happen. You know, I should have known <laughs> it. Somebody was going to call me fake. Yeah. That's she's like, you stole, she's like, you stole your reading and da, 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 da. And I'm like, what? hold up. Like, I didn't know anything about you. Never met you. How did you even find me for one? You know? Yeah. Like, Come on now. She had the Black Dahlia in her profile picture, in her background. I'm like, girl, either you're lying. Because there's no way. Like, even with my past lives, I'm not a, I'm not up here, like, putting pictures of, you know, my past lives. And, you know, I might claim one of my names, but that's my soul's name. And I feel like I have every right to mm. call myself Tafnut, Tefnut, if I want to. You know what I'm saying? Because that's who I really am. You know, that's, that's the soul that entered this vessel for the first time. And I feel like if I can call myself that then that's fine but for her to have all these different like things on her profile like just her personality was black dahlia and i'm like please 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 tell me this is this is a joke you know what i'm saying i thought this was a joke right and the reader um and she follows me now we're, we're on good terms like it's no bad blood between us because i messaged her privately i was like okay like I'm, I'm never the type of person like confront somebody and be a bitch about it I always want to understand, you know, I always want to try to understand the different side of things. And the girl was not, she wasn't going, she wasn't trying to be understanding. She just wanted to be a bitch. So I was like, you know what? Leave me alone. (laughs) I blocked her. And then she posted on social media and she blocked me like, girl, what do you expect? Like you're harassing me for something that I didn't even know about. You know, I didn't know you got a reading. They said that that's who you were. Like, had I known, I probably still would have done the reading. You know what I'm saying? And if that's what came up, that's what came up. But I was telling the girl that, um, you know, did the reading. I was like, you know, multiple people can have the same past life. So I don't see why she's getting so, like, entitled. Salty. Yeah, entitled to a, to a dead woman who has such a traumatic story, too. You know, like, why are you right. making that such a, like, a like I said, just the personality trait. I wonder if I go to her page right now, she's still got all that shit up. Like, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> She doesn't change her skin. Like, this is, this is a black girl, too. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. She's taking this to the extreme. Like I said, with my past lives, I'm not out here like posting every five seconds, like, hey, I was Malcolm X. Hey, I was I was this person. I was that person. I was this person. Like, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not no. out here throwing all that out because I'm not here to be them. I'm here to be who I want to be in this lifetime. You know, and that, that's yeah. another thing with the past life readings. Like, like I tell people in the reading, like, I'm not giving you this insight so that you can become this person, but you can be better than that person, you know, because a lot of my past lives, 
you know, I had such a terrible time with trust. And I was too mm. open. I was too nice. I was too good of a, like, not say too good of a person, but I was a good person to a point where I let people run all over me, let them take over. Um, I was Queen T in one of my past lives and mm. literally allowed people to come in and kill my husband, kill my kids. Like, didn't didn't think about it because I didn't understand that that's what their intentions were, you know? Damn. <clears throat> so, in this lifetime, went through my terrible karmic cycle with that, but... It allowed me to understand that my past lives, that was a lesson that I just couldn't seem to get. But in this lifetime, I'm understanding it a little bit more. So it's, it's like learning learning yourself all over again, but in a way where you know that like, okay, in this lifetime, I cannot be so open and kind and, and you know, and I'm still that person, but I know that I have to set boundaries because in past lives, previous lifetimes, I was not doing that. You know, I was not doing that. And just for anybody that wants a past life reading go into it with an open mind because your past life is not something that you will remember so even when someone's telling you like hey you know this is what you were doing this is who you were and you can't believe it you can't comprehend it that person is not who you are right now you know so people are like that doesn't sound like me like of course it doesn't you know what I'm saying because when we come back we have to kind of put pieces together like okay I don't want to be this type of person like you can even switch genders and I even told a woman this and she seemed to be so tapped in spiritually but I told a woman this and she was like you can you can be a different gender when you yes all of that anything is possible in this universe and (laughs) you know anything so when we limit ourselves in that way too it's kind of like come on now you know we have to understand that this universe there's like quantum physics and that's another thing I really want to get into because mm, yeah oh my gosh it's so much there and I feel like once I once I learn a little bit more about quantum fix physics and just go deeper into certain things I will be like the the mad magician like I'll just be out here <laughs> spreading seeds and just going crazy with information because I love learning and Like, even with Reiki, you know, I want to get into Reiki. I'm going to get into astrology. Like, there's so many different doors that I want to walk through. And I'm so ready. I'm so excited and all of that because, like, my whole life I was learning stuff that I didn't really care too much about. Like, school is such a brainwashing (laughs) tool and I hate it. Like, I'll, I'll see my brother, like, do his homework and I'm like just just try you know if you just try the teacher is gonna see that she's gonna understand that and you might not get an a but at least you attempted you know like i told like i tell him like that's something i practice and then something that i tell people it's not about the outcome whether you do good or bad it's about the attempt if you're not attempting then that's when you lose you know what i'm saying if you're not trying Mm -hmm. then that's on you you know what i'm saying but even that attempt can be so liberating it can be so fulfilling um And that's all that matters, you know, and even with these, you know, these lifetimes that we lead and we live in, we might not get it all figured out. And and I didn't get it figured out in the last lifetimes, but in this lifetime, I'm trying a little bit more, you know, I'm actually trying (laughs) and I could have been so like, nope, I'm just going to give up because there was a moment I had my darkest moment, you know, many times in my life. And I just wanted to kind of give up on everything. But there's always something that's like, no, you can keep going. You got this. You know, you you got it. <laughs> so as long yes. as we believe in ourselves, um, that's all. That's all we can really do is, is trust ourselves and believe in ourselves. And even knowing who we are is such a big thing. And I ask clients all the time, I'm like, who are you? And they're like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. They just say their name. And I'm like, no, it's, it's so much more than that because our whole lives were conditioned to be like everybody else. But Mm. there comes a time where we have to figure out who we are so that we can fall into the footsteps of ourselves, you know, rather than someone else. 
Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also, you know, with past lives, it also, we also have to acknowledge that we probably did the best that we could in mm-hmm. that lifetime. Right. right. Like we, we probably did the best what we had, you know, ancient Egypt is not America 2021. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, so, so, so it's like, you know, you probably did the best with what you could. We all did. And, and you had individual experiences in that lifetime that led you to become who you were and every choice affected the next and the next, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So, so, you know, we're, we're all just doing the best we can, I think, in, in really every lifetime that we had. even, you know, we even have to acknowledge there's some lifetimes where we're murderers. I mean, there really are. There's some lifetimes where we kill people. There's some lifetimes where we do terrible, terrible things. But we had a story in that lifetime, just like we have a story in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I think that that's also something that happens a lot when people find out about their past lives is it's very common to find out that you you weren't a good person. Yeah. Um, And and I think that you have to. Part part of understanding your past lives is accepting who you were and mm-hmm. and loving that past self. You know, it's it's actually very similar to, to inner child healing yeah. is you you can't expect your soul to be okay and you can't expect your soul to grow if you're not willing to accept what your soul used to be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what your soul went through. So I think that it's, it really kind of all circles back to self-love as well. And, and self-acceptance is just accepting who you were in past lives and accepting that you probably did the best what you had. Yeah, exactly. And it's pain. It's even painful for me to look back on my past lives. I'm like, dang, I've done all these things. And I've <laughs> asked people, I was like, how the hell do I get to that level, you know, in this lifetime? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you yeah. know, it's not about what you did. It's about who you're going to become. And I'm like, wow. Right. <laughs> okay. Like, don't make me cry, you know, because <laughs> I get so emotional <laughs> about stuff like this because it's it's hard to believe for myself because I, like, try to get reassurance. I'll try to get reassurance because I'm like, there's no way I was this person. There's no way I was doing all these things. You know, in this lifetime, I feel like I have no purpose. I feel like I'm not doing what I need to be doing. And that's how I felt my younger years. You know, younger me was so, like, depressed and, you know, anxious and, you know, felt like I had no purpose, wanted to die, you know, all of those different things. And now that I'm where I am in my life, I'm like, she did that so that I could be here right now. Just how in past lives, you know, I had to endure all these different things so that I can be here in this lifetime and do something out of this world. If I was those people in my past life, there's no telling what I'm here to do in this lifetime. And sometimes that's how we have to see these things, you know, like, oh, I, I led this lifetime so that I can do things differently in this lifetime. And we don't understand that. But all of this is written. Everything that I'm about to do in this lifetime, everything you're about to do, those listening, you know, all of that is a manifestation of itself. Mm. And once we come to terms with that, we'll understand like, OK, I don't have to be so hard on myself. You know what I'm saying? Because either yes. way it goes, I'm still going to do great things. I'm still going to be a great individual. Mm-hmm. So when people tell me like, you need rest, I'm like, no, fuck that. I want to go out and do all these different things. <laughs> you know, I got to realize I don't have to do all of that right now, you know, because I have so much more that I'm going to be doing and it's going to feel natural to me. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, she's having a difficult time. No, she's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how you were like, oh lord, <laughs> oh lordy. Um, no, yeah, abs- absolutely, and and yeah, and we all just we all just gotta love ourselves, you know. And and you can be anything that you want to be. Mm-hmm. Is is I think the 
one of the most fun things about Earth is is how you really can shape yourself and shape your life into yeah. whatever you want it to be. You know, the art of manifestation and the law of attraction is so real. And, and it's not to say that it's not difficult to get it down because I, oh God, I think I struggle with manifestation the most out of anything out of any spiritual practice i struggle with manifestation the most and you know and it's easier for some people than it is for others um but it's something that anybody can do that all of us can do and and you can be whatever you want to be in this Mm -hmm. lifetime and that's just the truth yeah and it's and that's another thing for people too is like i don't know i don't know who to be and i don't know what to do but i mean Mm. we do know you know we do when we say we don't know we know um yeah and i think it's just a matter of that inner child healing like just circling back to that like who did she want to be who did he want to be who did Mm. they want to be at that time you know because once we understand who our inner child is we understand who our soul is because our soul comes into this world to learn our soul comes in here to grow and do all these different things and when so many different traumatic events happen our soul's like what the fuck did i just sign up for like i was not (laughs) expecting this you know our soul is more traumatized than the vessel so it's like that's when that darkness begins to kick in, you know, because our soul is like, oh, hell no, I don't want to keep experiencing this stuff, you know. I wish I could just like yeah. sit down and have a, I mean, I can't have a conversation with my soul, but like putting it in a podcast, you know, I feel like I could write a book about it maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's so, so, so important that, you know, we, we look back to our inner child because we're not here to be adults. We're not. We're, we're adult. Mm. Adult life is so ghetto. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's it's terrible and it's stressful. And, and no, no kids yeah. stress like kids that go through stuff of course they'll they'll have that stress within them and of course they're not supposed to experience those things but for those kids that are free in life and just out here being bubbly and and playing and scraping their knees and doing all these different things that's what our soul wants for us even as an adult you know our soul wants us to be free our soul wants us to have a good time so it's just a matter of you know doing that healing and figuring out you know what that child wanted or what that child was capable of back then because when I was younger I loved to draw and I used to get so discouraged because mm-hmm. everybody there was like this little art team and they used to like be really good artists and I wanted to be a part of that and I wasn't I was like fuck this like I, I don't want to be an artist anymore you know and just recently I made a freaking oracle deck that I drew you know what I'm saying so it's not even oh, about shit. you know it's not even about like how other people perceive you because I was like I gotta sign up for this I gotta do this and And, you know, just because I didn't make it in that part of my life doesn't mean that I can't succeed, you know, now. You know what I'm saying? So even when Mm -hmm. things like that happen, it does like wound a child. Like, I'm not allowed, I can't be a great artist, you know, Um, because Picasso, you know, Picasso was doing art that people weren't even doing. Like that abstract art, like people would look at his stuff now and be like, that was so shitty. But like to him, <laughs> that was his way of expressing himself. And I think that's really all art is, whether it's music, whether it's filming and directing and all those different things, you know, it, it's all about the way you perceive it because you you might see it a certain way and others might not see it the way you see it, but mm-hmm. you're still giving them some type of value, you know, with your art. So, right. yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, even Van, Van Gogh, right? He, like he was hated. I mean, he was hated his entire life. He was scrutinized. People told him that his paintings would never, you know, amount to anything, that he would never amount to anything. I mean, he lived like in a shack up until the day that he died. You know, he he never at the time really, and I'm using air quotes, amounted to anything, Mm -hmm. you know. But, But now, so many years later after his death, I mean, 
his paintings are are worth millions yeah. you know you know he and and that it really doesn't matter and i think that that kind of proves like how much the materialistic value of art really doesn't it doesn't matter you know yeah. whether you're selling your painting for twenty dollars or two thousand dollars i don't think that it matters i think that all art is very very valid mm-hmm. um and another thing, because, you know, I'm, I'm on art Twitter a lot, is like you see the you see people get discouraged because, oh, I don't I don't have a certain following. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have this many followers and this person does and, you know, all that stuff. And I, I, I think that the people that are meant to see you and meant to hear you are drawn to you. You know, I think that it's all energy. And I think that as long as you are manifesting properly mm-hmm. and, and and manifesting actively that every everything that you want really will come to you right at the end of the day mm-hmm. everything that you wish for everything that you hope for it it will come to you one way or yeah. another amen and i feel like when you were talking about like the materialized and and all of that like i feel like it's mm-hmm. not even about the money it's about the like the the message in the art you know because yes. people will like be like oh my album's 20 dollars something 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 and i'm like you know that's cool and all, you know, just, just mm. even with me pricing my stuff, I wish I couldn't, I wish it was actually, a, I was a, able to sell these like, and then just give them out for free because they, right. help, they, they help me, you know, and I want to be able to help others. But I think when people, you know, do price their art, some people are so like, oh, this is just this little amount, you know, but like our, our art form and our spirituality go hand in hand. And, and once we yeah. convey a message through art, it's so beautiful. It's it's like it's priceless in a sense, you know. Like, how do we? How do I even price my own deck? You know what I'm saying? Should I make it a thousand or a million dollars? Like, it's it's so much value in in all of these things, and it's kind of like, should they be free or should we pay for it? Like, what? I'm so in between, you know. No, absolutely, and you know, and I think that um, tarot readers, Reiki masters, you know, like people in that in that. Um, form as well people in that field they really struggle with that I know at least that I do yeah me too. um you know it yeah it, it's a struggle to figure out like how am I supposed to put a price on helping another person mm-hmm. you know how and and that's actually why I really enjoy bartering you know trading and bartering yeah. like if I can you know kind of like kind of like how you and I did you know yeah. it was like hey like I'll send you a painting if you if you get me on the podcast and I loved that I <laughs> yeah I, I loved that we did that I really love doing stuff like that because I think that it helps you know it helps you and it helps me in a very equal exchange of energy um and 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 so it is it is hard for you know us readers and Reiki masters to figure out like well how am I supposed to price things and I and I've gotten a lot in my in my time as a reader of like why would you price it? You know, like, why are you even charging it? Like it should be free. You shouldn't charge for tarot readings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like we have to eat too, yeah. you know, like I, I wish, I wish that I didn't have to. And I still, you know, we still give free readings all the time. Right. We still give free readings to our friends and our families all the time. We give free readings to acquaintances. We'll even offer free readings to strangers, mm-hmm. you know, we'll throw an extra car we'll throw in an extra service. We'll, we'll offer a discount, but at the end of the day we still have to eat right. you know we still have to we still have to put a roof over our heads but but I definitely think that you and I like we 
we do it as, as little as we can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to live an extravagant life. You know, I'm good. I, I would love to just live in the mountains, truthfully. Oh, like, you know, I, I'd love to just live in the in the mountains and a little cottage and just fish and enjoy yeah. life. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I don't have to have anything extravagant. But, but people do still have to, you know people still have to eat people still have to have an equal exchange of energy way or another and i think that that's important keep in mind when you're getting readings from someone or or anything like that yeah and it's so important because it's it takes just like anything can take a toll on our energy readings take a toll on Mm. energy you know as much as i want to read somebody for like 30 hours like I would love to, but my my soul is not going to allow that, you know, just like my soul will not allow me to play basketball for 30 plus hours, you know, so it's just a matter of people respecting, you know, respecting it because people will try so hard to be like, well, I needed this amount of time, you know, like we have to understand that or understand that this, this walk of life and this path that we take as spiritualists and as readers and psychics and mediums and all these different things we choose to allow most of our energy to go to other people so when we aren't giving to ourselves that's draining us even more so sometimes we Mm. need that rest sometimes we need that break you know and money can't buy that for us and sometimes it can but you know the breaks that we (laughs) need you know like sleep and rest like i don't need finances for that like i had someone you know message me like oh are the readings not open and i'm like no not right now and they booked with me i was like fuck like damn it like I need rest, but you know, it's Wednesday, so I'm good. You know, I'm not worried about it. But it's like, you know, sometimes we have to understand or understand that, you know, our our spiritualists and, and the people that we go to for, you know, spiritual help, they need help too sometimes. You know, we can't just um always seek them and and, and always take from them and take from them. You know, sometimes you gotta give them a little bit more, maybe a tip or something. That's why that's so important. And I'll see it all over my timeline, like, you know, tip your reader, tip your reader, tip your spiritualist. And I think it's important because, you know, we, we wanna be appreciated. And I feel like we get overlooked so much because we're doing God's work and just how, you know, I'm not a Christian or anything, but I always bring up Jesus because it it makes so much Mm. sense. You know, when Jesus was doing God's work, people overlooked him. You know, people weren't, you know, giving him his, his, uh, his flowers. You know what I'm saying? They hung that man. You know, they, they did all these different things. They killed him. Exactly. Like they, they killed that man. Like what? You know, so even with, (laughs) like, even with us, it's like. We get overlooked because we're doing God's work and and, and God yeah. is the overall, but who's running this planet right now? You know what I'm saying? So it's, exactly. it's just like, we're not going to get our flowers for real, but yeah. we're still going to continue to do the work that needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? We're still going to do good because that's what we're here to do. We're here to yeah, spread love. No. We're here to love one another. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and it's okay. And 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 I don't mean to put like therapist down or anything or anybody yeah. with like a psychology yeah. degree or anything. But when you think about like therapists charge anywhere between like a hundred and five hundred dollars oh, for to sit down and talk to them for an hour, right? You know, mm-hmm. and and really, we're kind of doing the same thing as in therapists, just in a different way. We're helping people one way or another. Right? Yeah. We're we're helping people work through traumas. We're helping people see different perspectives to things. We're helping people work through their mental anguish I mean like you know as a reader there's there's some readings where like people cry there's some readings where people scream they're angry they're sad I mean the emotions that people go through just from what you would consider like a simple reading you know I mean we help people tremendously every day and I don't and I don't and I feel like readers are so humble Mm-hmm. But when you really look at what we do, it's incredible, yeah. in my opinion. I, I think that the work that we're doing is just, 
incredible. And I'm so happy that there's so many more readers coming coming online and coming to the surface and have their spiritual awakenings and oracles and Reiki masters and, and, and everything like that because there's billions of people on this planet. Right. You know, there are billions of people on, on this planet that need that, that need healing, that maybe, you know, can't afford a therapist. Exactly. And so and so they'll come to us for a reading, not to not to say that I'm trying to substitute professional, you know, medical help for for tarot readings, yeah. you know, but but it's just a fact that not everybody can afford that. Exactly. Not everybody can afford to go to the therapist every week. And so maybe they'll get a tarot reading once a month. Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah, I think that you're right. We are doing God's work. Um, do you ever notice that people are like triggered by the word God or yeah. like triggered when you bring up Jesus? Yeah. And it's it's like, that's why I always have to be like, okay, like when I, um, cause I was doing a reading for this girl and I was bringing up like just Christianity and the Bible and stuff. And people get like, even spiritualists get triggered and I'm like, okay, well we have to understand that we're still under the same dome, you know, like it's, it's not like, you know, Christianity is too far away from you know spirituality and spirituality is not too far away from other religions you know what i'm saying so it's just a matter of like we're under the same dome even 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 satanism and 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 the devil's work and all that still under the same dome because there's the same there's the same practices there's the same things but a different way of doing it and going about it you know so people will get so triggered by you know satanists or satanism and all that we have to understand like it's the same fucking concept no matter how you look at it it's the same it's the same branch you know that we're attached to just different layers well, and other little right. branches i guess no yeah every everybody's trying to figure it out yeah. you know at the, at the end of the day we're all just trying to figure out exactly we're that's all we're doing, we're, doing. We're, we're a bunch of <laughs> clueless motherfucking souls like we don't know what the fuck's going on <laughs> exactly so you know so yeah definitely just not judging it and the thing is is i'm fine with whatever anybody wants to believe and i think that most people are like this i'm fine with whatever anybody wants to believe as long as it doesn't hinder me from believing what i want to believe right. as long as you aren't telling me you know like oh you have have to believe what I want to believe you know it's 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 just that for me but yeah I you know I I think anybody should be free to just whatever they want to as as long as it's not harming anybody as long as it's harming anybody else and it's their experience you know like why why take away from someone else's experience you know that that's how we learn we learn through experience like we're not gonna learn we're not gonna like even in school I'm not gonna learn when the teacher's telling me like oh there's seven continents you know four oceans Da, 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 da. you know it, when i take that test that's when i'll be like okay now i get it i understand it a little bit better or i don't understand it we <laughs> learn through our experiences rather than you know someone telling us like oh it's this way it's that way these are the things that we need to talk like no you know i'm gonna have to learn on my own even on social media like when people are like oh you know this that and the third or you know there was just this whole big thing on mirror gazing recently and, and people talking about how you know bad it is for you or how you shouldn't do it or how you should stay away from it that's going to make people want to gravitate towards it more, you know? So either way it goes, we can't keep putting these gates up for these people that are, are stepping into spirituality because either way it goes, they're going to try it, you know? They're going to try it. Or if they're afraid of it, they might miss a great form of healing. You know what I'm saying? Some people might not see mirror gazing as something that's healing, but I might, you know, I might look in the mirror and be like, okay, I see myself, you know, I see my soul. And I might even try it after this, you know, episode because it was something I was so afraid of, but you know with fear fear causes limitations and it also causes that safety net for control 
and mm-hmm. you know the more we do something the more we understand it so that's why i feel like when we are shunning people from these different things we're keeping them from learning on their own you know and, and why do that why why do we want to keep people from being in their own experience you know why do we want people to be like us so bad and it's it's so much because it's, it's like the, the person, the people that are, are trying to control us are teaching us to do the same thing to other people. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, and when people are, are triggered by, like, God or Christianity, I, I definitely understand because um, I, was, I was raised Mormon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for a long time, you know, I... I I didn't oh God wow I didn't um ex, I didn't accept uh, Mormons and mm-hmm. I can admit that I I was very angry for a long time because because they had told me that what I was was wrong you know and so and so I ended up kind of doing the same thing to them unfortunately for a long time and and eventually I, I had to just figure out like hey like it's not gonna do any better to treat them the way that they treated you mm-hmm. you know like you, it's it's one of those you have to lead by example kind right. of things you know if if you feel like you know your your catholic grandma is <laughs> is judging you or you know your christian parents or whatever even even let's say, i feel like this is a little uh, more rare but let's say somebody's parents are like satanists and they're christian you yeah, know like yeah. whatever whatever it is the difference is i think that you have to lead by example i think that yeah you you need to lead by example and, and accept them for who they are mm-hmm. and and if they don't accept you still, that's that's their prerogative and that's their choice. But at least you didn't stoop to that level. At least you showed them, hey, there is another way to go about this. There's there's another way to, to do these things. Yeah. And and just for the record, just for everybody listening out there, you know, I think that most of the time when people say the word God, it's just whatever God you believe in. Yeah. You know, it's whatever God they believe in. Like God can encompass so many things. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, when I'm saying God, I'm saying universe. Yeah. I'm saying spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm saying ancestors. You know, I'm saying whatever you want to believe in. It's it's an all-encompassing kind of title, in yeah. my opinion. Exactly. And and people get triggered by the word Jesus, too. You know, like, even in the spiritual community, like, I'd be like, you know, Jesus, da-da-da-da-da. I'd be like, uh-uh, no, no, Jesus. We don't listen. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't speak of that name anymore. I'm like, bro, What? Like, it's such a great metaphor. It's such a great metaphor to use in in certain situations because, you know, just how people are so caught up with having followers. You know, Jesus only had 12. Jesus only had 12 people, you know, listening to him, taking in his word, and we get so upset when we only have a 1,000, you know? But, like, we have to understand it's not about the amount of people, you know. It's about the impact that you have to those people, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, and that's... That's what I tell people, you know, like, even if I only do two rings this month, I help two people. That's incredible. Right. Because if I can help somebody else, like, damn, like, I'm I'm great. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, even today, I did one reading and I feel great because she messaged me and she was like, I needed this, you know, I needed that. And if that's all that someone can tell me, that makes me feel good because I'm doing something to allow someone to feel better not only about themselves but their existence and just being present and all of that because we we kind of forget you know to exist we forget to breathe like I was telling my therapist I was like I feel like I don't take too many deep breaths I feel like I don't take as much you know Mm. or I'm just saying I don't take as many as I need to because we just go through life and I remember my first encounter with him 
he was like breathe I was like I can't I don't know how like you know because I was crying and I was talking and I was just rambling on and on and he was like take some deep breaths just relax and then Mm -hmm. speak again because we forget that our breath is so important we might be able to you know breathe automatically but some there's something about taking deep breaths that's so refreshing and so fulfilling in a sense and I think even too when I was pregnant um they were talking a lot about how like during labor and stuff like taking deep breaths can really help and Mm. also release that pain and I was like okay I could see that I could see that because if it makes me feel calm after doing so just imagine how it can affect someone that's going through labor or even experiencing some sort of pain you know so that's also a powerful thing too no, I, absolutely. Breath work. Breath work is, is so incredibly um, important. And um, there's actually, um, I'll, I'll kind of plug something real quick in here. Um, I'm a part of a, a company called Life Growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, their, I'm their overall oracle. And we actually do, we have like breath workers on there. We have people that are, um, you know, skilled in, in psychedelic shaman work, all that kind of stuff. But I really admire the breath workers um on there because yeah they they really just teach people to just take a second Mm -hmm. and i think i think as gemini's we definitely yeah get get a little too caught up sometimes you know we we forget to like okay pause you know and um and yeah i i think it's really important and especially because we're already in the rat race you know, mm-hmm. we're in this rat race of trying to get to the next thing, trying to figure out how we're going to provide for our families, provide for ourselves, where we're going to get our next meal from, you know, like all, all these all these different things where we're just running around and we're never stopping. We're never stopping to just take a breath. It, it seems like the only time that we ever really stop is to sleep for a few yeah. hours. And it's like, <laughs> and, are we getting and enough? And then we just... <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. And then we just wake up and we do it all over again. We never actually actually rest. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually there's there's TikTok that I saw today actually kind of speaking on that. This girl was like, you know, my spirit guys tell me to rest, and I think that it means take a nap. And they're like, no, that no, don't no rest. And she's like, <laughs> take a nap. And it's like, no, that's not that's not what resting is. Resting is just letting yourself be for a second. Yeah. You know, resting is just letting yourself relax and understanding that you don't have to have it all figured out right this second. You don't have to do anything. Like you can just take a second to breathe. Exactly. Right. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you for this this whole episode. Like so excited to see how well it's gonna do now my podcast isn't like the biggest podcast in the world right now but it's gonna be there it's gonna be there (laughs) no even even if it's like you know like one or two i just enjoyed having a conversation yeah that's the beauty of this too (laughs) you know know, that just getting to let everything out because this is a form of therapy for me especially when Mm -hmm. i first started um you know i my first episode and you can't really hear it because i wasn't trying to like it made me upset because I was like, damn, they can't even hear what I was saying. But I was I was laying out in the grass. This was like summertime. So, of course, we get the chance to do that. But laying in the grass and I'm just letting myself speak, you know, just say whatever. And I was releasing so much and just noticing like the, the difference in when you pay attention to stuff, you see the differences in everything. And I was like noticing little things, you know, floating in the air. I was like, what the fuck? But I wasn't saying that. I was like 
you know, just to sound like my voice was so peaceful. And, you know, that's something that, you know, initiated this podcast was just being able to just be my poetic self and, and release yeah. and, and let these things out because I held in so much my entire life, you know, and mm. this is just my form of therapy other than my therapist. I love my therapist. He's, he's, like, <laughs> he's like my favorite person right now because he's so like, he'll listen to me and then he'll be like, yep, so this is what this is. And I'm like, what the hell? How? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you do that <laughs> just how people are amazed with my readings that's how i am with him mm-hmm. i'm like he's my tarot reader you know that's how i see my yes. therapist yes no exactly <laughs> and i noticed that you know i noticed that readers have like i don't i don't know about everybody but i have a very difficult time reading myself oh my i mean gosh, like yes. i i'm i'm definitely one of those people that really needs to start practicing what she preaches i yeah. i'm very good at giving advice but i very seldom take it man so <laughs> yeah so so no it's really great when you can just have that one person that like sets you straight shows you perspective that you didn't see before it's it's a major blessing yeah it definitely is and just going back to what you said when it comes to reading yourself I can't. I cannot. I, it, it's so yeah. difficult. Like I'll have the I have the question in mind. I have the card sitting out, and I'm reading it. But I'm like, nah, I don't know if this is me. I don't know if this is for me. Or it'll be like so confusing. I'm like, how the what does this mean? Like, it's so natural yes. for me to read other people. Like I can read somebody to filth, and then when it's me, it's yeah. like, why can't I read myself to filth? Like I want to. I want to get in my shit. But I think it's just that blockage that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that, that truth, like we don't want to face our truth or something like, mm. you know, but yeah, yes. I, I think that it's, I think that it's hard to see the big picture when you're in the picture. Yeah, that's, true. you know, yeah, yeah I, I think For that it's, I think that it's just kind <laughs> of, you know, it's just good to get an external viewpoint on your situation mm-hmm. because it's, it's really, really difficult and sometimes impossible to see your situation for what it is if you're the one living it. Exactly. Um, so, and, and that's why human connection is so important. That's why, yeah, I'm so grateful to every reader I've ever gotten a reading from, every therapist mm-hmm. I've ever had, you know, every, even just every friend that's like sat me down and been like, yo, like, bitch, you got a problem. Um, you know, so I, I, I really, I really am grateful to human connection for that. Absolutely. And I'm, yeah. and I'm grateful that we can do that for other people. Yeah, I know. That's the beauty of it all. And, and just with me putting a group of people together so that we can, you know, join forces to be a group of healers because like I told them, mm. even us feeling good is, is helping raise the vibration of the collective, you know? So it's just such a beautiful experience. I can't wait to see where it all goes because, you know, it, it was something that I chose to do because I felt like the more people that are together healing, the better of the outcome, you know, we have with this, you know, whole age of Aquarius thing, you know, just the awakening of the world. And it's going to take time. And who's going to be the people that people will go to once everything is, you know, presented and, you know, we understand what's going on. You know, they're going to go to healers. They're going to go to the spiritual people. They're going to go to, you know, us because they need to they need clarity. They need to understand a little bit better. They need to figure (laughs) out what their gifts are, all these different things. You know, people have such a a fear towards spirituality, but that fear is also another way of that safety net, you know, because our soul is urging us to go towards it. But that that ego is like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, 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 let's not, you know. So it's so important for spiritual people to come together. That's why I hate when we're like always arguing with each other on the timeline or there's (laughs) all these different sorts of drama. Like, of course, it's a given that things like this are going to happen. But 
as a as an individual that is practicing spirituality, you are supposed to learn to control your impulses, control yourself, you know. And I think the more that we focus on that and, and try to better ourselves, we can just better the world just by doing that too. So No, absolutely. So and 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 my thing my thing is always accountability. Yeah. Personally. Like because because at the end of the day, yeah, we're all human. It's gonna happen. Like I'm gonna lash out at you, you're gonna lash out at me. That's just what it is. That's just the human experience. But like what's important is that I say sorry afterwards, you know, what's important is that I change my behavior. What's important is that I learn from it. What's important is that you do the same. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think it's, you know, there's there's no need for anybody to beat themselves up over making a mistake or maybe saying some things they, that that were harsh or, you know, out of character, but Mm -hmm. just, just taking some account accountability, you know, (laughs) so important, very important. And, just where we are right now as a society, people hold others accountable and then it's like, okay, now what? You know? And I think with yeah. that is is a lot of a lot of forgiveness has to happen sometimes. You know what I'm saying? We can't forgive every situation mm-hmm. and every person. But we have to understand that we're human and we're going to make mistakes and we can't look at everybody as a bad person because they make a simple mistake. You know, we have Seriously. to look at people, hold them accountable and be like, OK, I love you. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you never do this again, you know, and, and just learn from your mistakes. That's how we need to be rather than, oh, I fucking hate you, you stupid individual. Like, I, just, like <laughs> doing that, doing that does nothing but make that person more mad and then make them more frustrated because now they're angry with themselves but they're also rebelling against everyone else it's kind of like how we create villains you know by by alienating them exactly making them feel like they are nothing they're meaningless you don't matter you know that way of, of holding people accountable is probably the worst way because now this person feels helpless this that causes people to commit suicide because People are yeah. going to look at themselves as a bad person. And if I think I'm a bad person, I don't want to exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I don't wanna, nobody wants to be a bad person. Even bad people don't want to be bad people. That's why they try to be all good and nice in, in the camera and in front of everyone. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to be labeled as a bad person. Um, so when we start doing that to people, it's like, okay, well... They're bad. Stay away from them. They're ugly. They're, <laughs> you know, when we do stuff like that, it's just a matter of like... We're not helping the situation. We're, if anything, we're making yeah. it worse. Exactly. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. Being able to defuse the situation is a gift. Yeah. It, it definitely is. It is, is a strength that we should definitely all strive for, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All righty. Nettie, thank you so much once again. I appreciate you. This was such a great episode. For those listening, thank you guys for tuning in. Definitely check out Nettie's in, um, I was going to say Instagram. I don't even have you on Instagram, but if you have Instagram... <laughs> Send it to me so I can link everything in the description. We covered a lot. This was such a beautiful episode. And I want to have you on again. So whenever you're free, we can definitely do this again. Because I know there's some things we we mentioned that we didn't even get a chance to talk about. But we had a great conversation. And I would love to do this again with you. I appreciate you for being here and and allowing me to open my platform up to you and i can't wait to see my my painting i'm so excited for it <laughs> yes <laughs> but, absolutely um, i can't wait to send it yeah send me a picture of it too i want to <laughs> i just want to look at it and just I put make it my home screen or something until i get it for sure <laughs> but thank you to those listening you guys have an amazing day night evening rising whatever it is true <laughs> wherever you are um denny thank you again definitely let them know your social yeah, media platforms you. and everything um before we go 
Yeah, so my Twitter is Netty Novelty, um, just Netty Novelty, and then my TikTok is the same, and um, and then I have a shop, and it's it's in the bio of my Twitter and my TikTok. I don't have an Instagram right now, but okay. so yeah, definitely check out my shop. I have ashtrays on there. I have um, smoke blends. I have teas. I have some. Uh, bedtime tea with mugwort and lavender in them for you know lucid dreaming and relaxation and all of that i offer readings rune readings tarot readings um and all that stuff so yeah yeah all right yeah y'all go check her out y'all better go check her out or i'm gonna um, (laughs) find (laughs) y'all but thank you once again i appreciate you i'm just gonna keep saying that because like i said this is such a great episode like people are coming in my room like "Uh uh-uh nope don't come in here like just give me a second (laughs) we're almost done wrapping it up (laughs) but yeah we got shit going on Right. This is important. And I want to make sure that this gets out. I can't wait to put this up um, and share this with the general public, because I think this is going to be, you know, an episode that's really going to ignite something in in those that listen to it. Um, So, yeah, you go ahead and have a great day. Uh, Your baby's quiet. So I guess she's (laughs) I guess she's She's, asleep. She she fell asleep. That's so cute. (laughs) but all right i will see you guys in the next episode Nettie. hopefully we get to do this again um and i will return when i return and peace